asking for forgiveness is huge because it doesn't even mean that I have to say what I did was wrong or right. I always wanted to know that I sat down with my kids and say, hey, you know, yesterday, today, last week, a year ago, like sometimes I'll bring up things that come to mind and that happened five, six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I am remembering this time that I did not respond correctly. And please forgive me for that because I was maybe a little cray-cray at that time, right? I didn't like the situation that was happening and maybe the situation was not good, but I did not respond correctly. When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy, but the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make. But you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast, where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. Welcome back to the Powerful Parenting Podcast. I'm here with Pedro and Suzette Adeo, who I am just so proud to to have them here sitting at the table with me because they have really impacted my life. They've been a beautiful couple that I've loved watch grow and build a movement, not just a business, but a movement, uh, a powerful movement. Seems like every time or every year that I get to come back around and like check in with what's going on with Pedro and Suzette, it's like amplified, like 10x every single time. It just seems so incredible to see what's been happening in y'all's lives. And so thank you so much for taking the time yeah, uh, for being thank here. You for asking. Yeah. So it's be fun. take a second and just tell everybody how old are your kids? Yeah. So my oldest, Andre, Andre is 23. My daughter, Sophia is 21. And then my youngest is 19. And the 19 and the 21 are about to have a birthday here pretty soon. Yeah. The next month. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, Andrea, Sophia, and Antonio. Yeah. Those are our three. Wow. We had a you know, relatively young. We we got married at 22, mm-hmm. and then uh, we had our first at 25. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so it, how, how has it happened? I know, you know, everything you, once you brought your business online, mm-hmm. everything exploded in yeah. such an incredible way. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what that looked like? Because that was only, what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, five years ago. Yeah. So what did that look like in your family uh, as everything started blowing up? Yeah. So we've been, so we got married at 22 and had our son at 20, our first at 25. And then at 28 is when I was, when we decided that it was time I could leave my corporate job and go full-time entrepreneur, if you will. So I've been an entrepreneur, self-employed, you know, for the last 20 years, the majority of my, our kids' lives. Yeah. And so, but, you know, I was in real estate and mortgages and had kind of services. So it was always kind of like local work. It was, yeah. we, had a, we, had a, we had offices and the kids would come to see dad at the office. It was yeah. like, it was kind of like, you know. Ch- separation of church and state. It was very <laughs> e- easy and cozy. And, now, you know, I got to commute 10 minutes versus like hours. So um, for the most part, that was, that was, that was, it really wasn't that hard to kind of, five years ago when like, when I was saying God tricked me and tricked us into Hunter X, and now we're running, <laughs> now we're not just looking after our house and our kids, but like really, we we see ourselves as a father and a mother in our movement, yeah. Which is 
spans a hundred nations and yeah. wow. And we didn't know this was gonna happen and we didn't have playbooks, blueprints, we didn't have mentors per se in this thing. That was tough because now it's like all this exciting stuff is happening outside of your house. Yeah. yeah. Drawing all the attention mm-hmm. and traveling and traveling a lot more. And uh, you know, that was during a pretty critical time for the kids to high school. Yeah. And uh, and then you know, but yeah. we yeah. had yeah, we had um fairly moved to a, a new town. So um when they were younger, they were primarily in a Christian school, and we went through a really hard financial time, and uh, we had to, basically, we relocated, and um, we put our kids into a private school system, which was a huge change for them and also for us, right? Yeah. And during that same time, that's kind of when our life kind of turned upside down, and our entrepreneurial journey took a turn. And like Pedro said, like we say that um, God tricked us into a new venture with him. And um, that was 100X at the time, you know, now Pedro, you know, with crush with challenges and all that, but at five years ago, it started with 100X and we found ourselves with, you know, thousands and thousands of followers that were looking at us as mentors. And even, and it was very hard to, to kind of like, so at that time was confusing because we weren't looking for that. We didn't, we yeah. weren't looking for a following. We weren't looking for people that were wanting to be mentored. And so what was happening is because it was moving so quickly and it was the same time as a transition of, I mean, a lot of parents know that transition of, you know, junior high, high school is a very difficult age for kids, for kids with identity and who they're, they're making friends with. Oh, and, yeah. and so, and up until then, like our kids, like, you know, we, um, we were very close with our family and our, we made it very open um, household of like, they could come and talk to us. They felt very safe with us. I mean, they would always tell us, Hey mom, like, um, a lot of my friends don't like their parents and we don't understand because we like you guys. Like we want to hang out. And even now as adults, they always would say like all of their friends would always want to come to our house. Oh, that's great. We made it a safe and open and fun place. Right. Can I, can I ask you a question yeah, on that? Just really quick. Please yeah. don't lose that train of thought, but yeah. how did you do that? Cause I feel like that's kind of the goal. Like I talked to a lot of my yeah. entrepreneurial friends and, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we want to be the house that all the kids yeah, go food. to. Yeah. So, oh, it's food. <laughs> food that's well, it. It's not just food. Not just food. I mean, food. it's definitely food. I mean, so yeah. obviously, like, by this point, we kind of, by this point, we're now back in a really nice house. Right. So, yes. like, we had, we had a really nice house where we used to live. Mm-hmm. Then, like, we had a crash and burn, a, yeah. a business fail, big crash and burn. So, I mean, we had to move out of that house, went to a new town, to a really kind of small little house. By this point now, like, nice we're, house we're back. Yeah, the big, nice big house, nice big pool. Yeah. Plus, she's an amazing cook. So like it kind of does help, and obviously if you're if you're doing well and successful, and you have a nice home, and you have more room, and yeah. just, you know, and they can you know in the pool, so that that's yeah. there's that. And, then, and I was a very protective mother, I have to say. Like I didn't trust everywhere that my kids went. I I needed to know. I always thought it was kind of funny that you know I you know kids would just show up at my door with a backpack, and I never to spend the night for two or three days. I never met the parents. So I was that opposite parents where I needed to know you. So, so that's why it made it a little bit easier too, where it was like, Hey, just have everybody come, come here. But then then once they saw that we were, um, you know, we were parents that 
Like we enjoyed seeing our kids enjoy themselves and with their friends and mm-hmm. swimming and I would cook and everything. It's, it just started to create a, mm-hmm. a habit of their them coming to our house, right? Like the kids coming to our house. That's so, awesome. But at the same time, though, it was, I mean, we would have like 20 kids at our house. Wow. Right? I mean, there would be times yeah. where there was a, a lot of kids at our house. And this is the same time that 100X um, was starting. So what was happening is we we were starting to shift our, you know, our not not priorities because our kids were always, you know, and always will be our main priority. But um, our vision started to be shifting. Yes. And so we kind of took our eyes a little bit off As the kids, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because we got so busy oh, yeah. with the movement and the excitement and the growth with that. We had within like, you know, maybe 12 months was a ha- aha moment when we're like, oh, wait a minute. What are, where, what, like, where are they going? Who are they hanging out with? You know? And we just saw like the busyness of being those entrepreneur parents in that moment. Yeah. Um, like, okay, wait a minute. We have to reassess. Mm-hmm. And, and the so, thing, and the thing, I think the thing with that one is just like, and this is like common sense, but it still is worth saying because, you know, it's just really the, the friend group. Yeah, you know? it is. 100%. Like we, you know, so obviously our kids were in, our kids were in like Christian school and not that you can't get in trouble in Christian school. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, There's still yes. trouble, you know, like yes. there's all kinds, of, but like, but once they, once, once they went into like public school system, even though it was charters and but still, that kind of opened up the net to different people that were going to meet. Mm-hmm. And, but then like, but then like some of the kids we ended up finding out were the worst influences were people at church. Mm-hmm. Right. So to me, it's not like, to me, like if I would, if I would could do anything, go back at that time, I would be like a little bit more vigilant with like exactly. But again, like sometimes like the, one of the kids that like was just ended up just, you know, like not, not being someone I want my kids to hang around with we thought was great because we knew their parents in church. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's stuff like that, that you're like, well, man, looking back, you're always now it's like, we'd want to, you know, but I think just one is really, really, really like that friend group, you know, like we, even now as adults, we know that show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yep. And it's even more true when they're a little more impressionable. But again, I think that was just a, that was just kind of a time where like yeah. our, our whole life was changing. There was so much going on. And so, like you know, the enemy's crafty. He's like, you know, found a little bit of a a crack. Uh, a crack where, like, we were just so trying to keep up with what God was doing Do outside it. of our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I say something? But about during our house, yeah. but like, we would have parties. Like, we'd have parties. We wouldn't have parties. We would just let, let our kids use our home. And then before you know it, it's like seven and ten. And there's twenty people over, and it's like, okay, well, it's, rather the kids be here than somewhere else, and you know. We had rules and they knew stuff, but still, you know, like, I think another thing too, like, you know, it's a, it's kind of a big backyard. There's some dark corners. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have like surveillance, you know, we looking back, I'm like, Hey, what? Wow. You know, <laughs> what happened? at the same time, it's like, man, it's just, so I don't know. I just, I, I think there's parents that go too far with this. Mm-hmm. I want to be the cool parents. Yeah. And I want to be the cool parents. So. Oh, if you're gonna drink, drink at our house. No. Oh, you're gonna smoke, smoke here. No, yeah. and I, well, that's not. I don't. I don't think. No. I don't think that's wisdom. We no. definitely didn't do that. Yeah. So I think you just gotta be really careful about having our house be a place where the kids feel welcome mm-hmm. and feel loved safe. and safe, supported. Safe. I think that's what and the yet biggest also part was. not make it feel like they can just. Mm-hmm. 
do whatever they want either. Oh, it needs to be like some, some structure. So I, I wanted to say something about two of the timing of like, yeah, we started on the younger side. Like Pedro said, we were 25. And like when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure things out, and being an entrepreneur, there's it's there's multifaceted of everything, right? And um, what's happening is you're trying to figure out this thing that is taking a lot of your time and effort. And at the same time, you're raising a family. Yeah. And so we're, as adults, we're trying to still figure it out. So it's so hard when you're trying to figure out yourself and you're trying to even figure out of you being a grown up. Like, really? Like, maybe now I'm getting like close to 50. Maybe I can consider myself as a grown up, right? I mean, like when you're in your 20s and 30s and you're raising a family, you're still figuring out life for yourself. So it's very difficult to like, to, and I think you have to give yourself grace too. Oh, it's absolutely. like when you're looking, and especially, you know, I hear like our parents, it's like, hey, we were growing up with you. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a a big part of that, I think that's kind of what happened with us, you know, especially looking back now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and I, like Peter said, I have no regrets. I mean, there's some times where like, and I'm so thankful, um, that, um, that we nip some things in the butt early, you know, and then, I'm very thankful for COVID <laughs> came around and we moved to a, a different, um, we, we, not because of the kids, but we ended up moving, um, to Southern California. We were in Northern California. So that all, you know, it took them away from the friends that we figured out that were not good influence yeah. on them. And so we moved. So that physical move helped, you yeah, know, absolutely. and so, uh, I just, I look at my kids now being 23 and, almost 22 and 20 next month and just very proud of who they are Yeah. Um, for more about their, just their heart. Right. They're like, they, they love us and they always tell us and how thankful they are for us being parents. Um, and I think it's not because we were perfect. I think it was because of us always making sure that they knew they were always safe and loved no matter what. Yes. No, even through the craziness or the mistakes. Yes. Or, you know, the low. I mean, when we were so broke as a joke, <laughs> like they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. Right. And even now when they hear the story, they're, they're like, like what? we didn't even know. Like what? Now they were younger, of course, you know, maybe seven to like nine, seven to 10. Right. But still, like we made sure like they, they everything looked normal for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I just got a text from someone that is in town. We're here in Mexico together. And, um, and, and they're like, Oh, I just had, you know, I spent about 15 minutes with your oldest. I haven't seen him in three years. Mm. And she says, wow, what an amazing young man that you guys raised. Uh, and right there, it was like, oh, okay, I did, we did something right, right? That's what you want to hear, you know? Absolutely. Is that their, their, their heart is on for other people, right? That they have that genuine um, kindness and heart that I believe that, especially Pedro did such a good job with with them growing up because of maybe, you know, a little bit of how he was raised yep. and he made sure that he just made sure that the kids always knew, Hey, I'm proud of you. Mm. I love you. 
Like, okay, yeah, you're human. You messed up. Okay, let's go fix this. So let's talk about that because yeah. I think that that, to me, that's kind of the the thing that every person I hope that is listening to this podcast right now understands and gets is that kids are incredibly resilient, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're not the only people involved. I feel like God is involved in the raising of my kids. You yeah. know, it's yeah. not a lot yeah. to me. And, um, and, and whenever we're doing all this stuff, we can really kind of screw them some things up. Mm-hmm. But whenever we have those foundational pieces there, they know that they have a place to belong. They know that they're loved and they know that they're safe, that something about the way that God made them, they're able to turn out. Okay. Now, do they always No, Not necessarily, but that's, that's the thing that I hear in both of your voices and in the stories that you're telling us is that even though there may have been times where it was crazy and you guys weren't around as you were before you made intentional moments of making sure like you connected and you said, yes, Hey, I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm here. If you need me, you know? And, um, I think that quality of connection can make up for the quantity of time that we have a lot of times. Right. And so I applaud you for that because I mean, the entrepreneurial journey is insane. You know, it can be this huge roller coaster of craziness, you know, especially whenever you want to change the world and make an impact. And so um, I think it's great that, that you guys found your way in that of, of just making those quality connections. So Pedro, can you talk to us about how you were raised and how that's been impacting how you're parenting? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, like I have amazing parents. Um, They're immigrants. They're, They're born in Portugal. They didn't they didn't meet in Portugal, but they're both from Portugal. They met in the Bay Area of California, Northern California. And had me pretty young too. And so like literally I they're still married. They're all, like I was I, I feel very blessed in, in so many ways. You know, like their fifty year anniversary, I think, is tomorrow. Yeah. Actually. So like Yeah. Wow. Like it was my dad was my dad took me to all the soccer, the base like soccer, sports, all the baseball, music lessons, like his job started at like 5 a.m. and he was done by two o'clock. So like he was crazy. You know, it's like my dad was never around. Like not me. Like my dad was at all this stuff. Mm. So, but my dad, old school immigrant. Like, so he, he didn't, he didn't have all the tools. He wasn't really, you know, and so he was not very like verbal, like words of affirmation. He was mm-hmm. not, he, there wasn't like a lot of, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're amazing. It was kind of a little bit more of a critical kind of deal where it was like, you know, He's like, and I mean, the classic story is like the report card where, you know, I literally was the happiest. I did the best I ever did. I got like all A's and A minus. It's the best I ever done in school. And I'm so proud. I'm going to bring my report card home. Like, yeah, I did it. And then my, like, of course, my dad's like, why'd you get an A minus in biography or biology? And I was like, other than I started, I lost it. Yeah. I just ran in my room. I was like, I was like senior in high school like and so that's like the that that's like the one story that kind of gives you the gist now you're like oh my god your dad's so cruel like no my dad didn't have the tools and Mm -hmm. he's like we've no now much later we've talked about this and i had to go on this this whole big healing journey and he's like oh i just was that's the best way i knew to maybe just have you keep trying harder so like he just thought that, like, by kind of withholding the affirmation, the praise, it would just keep, keep, have me want to keep trying harder to kind of be the best I could be. Which, on some level, like, as parents, we want all of our kids to be the best I could be. Now, unfortunately for me, what my, my whole love language thing, like, my number one love language is primarily physical touch from my wife, right? But then words affirmation is, like, number two. So, it was just super damaging to yeah. me, right? So, like... You know, so for me, like, 
Now, look, I'm a pretty ambitious guy. So all that, I mean, maybe there was some redemptive aspects to it. But the fact is, it was also, it created a lot of wounding, a lot of blind spots I had that ended up me making like horrible choices later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because why? I was still, I was eagerly, overly eagerly pursuing success, still trying to get the attaboy from my dad. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs, like I've told the story a ton, pretty much everybody has father wounds. Like, I don't care if, if you're, if you had the best mom, the best dad, no one gets out of childhood. <laughs> like you're going to have yeah. something. I mean, you got even these kids who were grow up and wealth and everything. And they're yeah. the, they're the most miserable. They're yes. like, I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, my dad's a billionaire. I hate him. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah. what? you know what I mean? So like, it's just, yeah, it's very difficult. So for me, like, so growing up, never feeling like I was really loved, you know, like I knew I was loved because of, the time he would give me, and we were yeah, we, I was prayer. I mean, there's they could do nothing more for us. Yeah, but not hearing that I'm loved and hey, great job, I'm proud of you. So my number one thing as a dad was like, okay, I just uh, my kids are gonna know that I love them. Yeah. Now the proud of you is that's still a little tough for me because I'm not someone that likes to just I don't believe in like eighth place trophies, right? And on some, so on the, the I proud of I, I could be even I probably do a better job there of complimenting them and being a little bit more affirming, right? Because obviously that's the one thing I wanted my dad to do. And I still don't, I could be more. And, but I also tell my kids like, dude, like, I'm not going to just like, give me something. Like, give me something. Like, (laughs) you got to give me something to work with. Like, what am I? Great job, son. Like, it's 1230. You're still in bed. Wow. You're an amazing sleeper. No, I mean, no, right? So, like, on some hand, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just. Oh, yeah. So, but, but you know, but now, because my boys don't like school. Like, my boys, they're, they both got a license for insurance. So, we're going to, they're going to go into the insurance industry. Like, I got started. Yeah. And then, um, and my youngest, I gave him a very basic sales script to do some post event follow up for us. And we always knew he kind of would be a natural salesperson and uh, man, he just crushed it. So like they're, they're now kind of really getting serious about work yes. and business. And, yeah. and I mean, again, looking back, could we have been a little bit more strict and yes. could have been like, Hey, you're 18 now, either you're in school, you have a job. Yeah. Could we, could we have maybe charged them rent to live? You know, yeah. I've heard these, these cool ideas and that's all great. Like do, I, <laughs> do you, do you, do you. And yeah. yet at the same time, like, here's how I thought about it. And I'm not saying this is right. Like we have worked hard. God's been good to us. We are blessed. Like we are pretty well off. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I'm supposed to like, like, Hey, me and your mom are rich. You're not. So we're going to be in first class. You guys go and coach. Hey, we're eating filet mignon, but here, mom made some Chuck Rose for you guys. Like, <laughs> how do you, how's it's it supposed hard. to work? Yeah. How's it supposed mm-hmm. to work? And then, Oh, we have these kind of cars, but you're going to go get a 1978 Plymouth duster. Like it's very difficult it to, you know what I mean? So on some, and, and, and on some level, like, They've paid a price too. They've paid a price. Yeah. So if they paid a price, why would I not also, why would they not also not get to benefit in the reward? Yeah. So it's been, I think we could have maybe done that a little bit different. Here's my thought. Eventually the lights will turn on. Mm-hmm. The light <laughs> switch will go on. They're going to get motivated. Yeah. 
And when they, they can't do, live with us forever. No, like, <laughs> but, but my saying, my point is like, tr- like trying to will them to yeah. like it's very hard to motivate. Well, especially they're adults, right? Right, they're right. Adults. Yeah, and they have to make their own decisions. Yeah, right? and yeah. we could, like I said, you could, we could have used the whole, hey, you can't live here if you're not this, and we could have done stuff. But I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. Like a year, like. Whether my son Dre at 23 is now he's like, hey, now he's serious about, okay, great. So what? What have happened a year ago? Who cares? 22, 23 is the same difference. They have the rest of their life to work hard and make money. Yeah. Was my thought. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's, you know, at some point, this does not work, right? <laughs> I mean, but I was, and Dre, we were getting close to Dre. It was like, Dre, you're kind of running out of time, Dre. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just you're turned 23. Like you're 20, <laughs> I was like, hey, Dre, just so you know, like, you're kind of on the, t- like, the window is kind of closing for the grace on this deal, right? Like, yeah. because He's we're not, it, we did not want to, we did also not, you don't want to fail to launch scenario yeah. where all of a sudden yeah. now your kid is 25, 27, 30. Living at home, yeah. And you have, you have, you have become part of the problem, right? Yeah. And her her mom, no, she's amazing, but she was a off the charts enabler, <laughs> yeah. off the charts codependent, and allowed her brother. Yeah. To, and it's hard for a for a mother that was raised with a mother like that to kind of will it in oh, yeah. with it, you know. So, sure. so we both had, yeah, we both had like I had dad trauma, mm-hmm. and then she has some mom trauma. She's like seeing how her mom didn't do some things well with her brother, yeah, and so at the same time. You see how that's a conflict, right? Oh, yeah. Like, because, like, I, I want to make sure my kids are loved a ton. At the same time, I'm also scared about, I saw what happened to her brother, too. And so now we're like, oh, my gosh, like, we love them. We want to support them and be super nice. But, man, like, there's a line here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I would say the most important thing that I think has happened is this. Your kids, whoever's listening to this, like, your kids, we all think about, like, and I, I, I was guilty of this. I would be like. Family meeting. We're having a family, you know, if there was a problem, like she's like, if there was a problem, I want a family meeting. We're getting together. This is, you know. Everybody around the sofa. And then here's the new rules and here's the new thing we're trying. It's like a, it's like a fad diet. There'd be oh my a, gosh. There'd yes. be a problem. There'd be a problem. And then I would get pissed off. And that's it. Now I'm down mad and I'm screaming, family meeting. And then, and then, and then, you know, they would come and, yes. and then, and then. Three or five days here's later. What I'd create all these new rules that were amazing. There'd be zero follow through. Yes. Yeah. So then now, like I said, these amazing rules, there's no follow through three or five days later. And so, but, and then like, but they, they, so, they start, so they started rolling their eyes no. after every, like another family meeting. Like, okay, dad. Hey, powerful parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events testing your patience, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard, how was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. 
Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair. Print them out. Have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now. And I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. I know you know you're not alone, but I can just echo that and just say you're not alone. Because I mean, whenever you're in a creative entrepreneur and, and you've got these things going on, and it's like I, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many poster boards I've done with like <laughs> rules and consequences and things, and we've put it up and it's gonna be this way. And then like the kid, like I have one kid that is actually way more higher in responsibility, kind of like that black and white, whereas like my other three are just like, woo, just like us. Like, yeah. what are we doing today? You know, like the spontaneity, con- uh-huh. consistency at the bottom of the strengths, right? Um, but the one, and he's like, but weren't we supposed to like do the thing? Like, <laughs> like you yeah. put it on the wall, mom, you know? And, and it's like, oh yeah. You're so um, right. <laughs> but, but here's the thing is that, uh, and we were talking about this earlier in, in with the podcast with Russell and talking about the fact that there, there is no playbook, right? Like, but the kids that were given to you were given to you on purpose. You are meant to raise those three kids and, and God knew all the things that were going to happen and all the things, the ups and the downs. And, and, and it's, it's so crazy to see how, despite some of the craziness that happens, I think my, my hypothesis is that if we can get their heart and if we can show them human yeah. to human, mm-hmm. that we love them, that we, yeah. we care for them, that we have a safe place for them, sure. you know, that that makes a difference and it can make up for a multitude 100%. of parental sins, Absolutely. if you will. <laughs> and, 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 oh, the thing yeah. I was going to say about those fish, I thought is that like, they are watching this. Yes. Yeah, See, to me, most, like at the end of the day, I can look back on all the things that I didn't follow through with this. I, we had the meeting and then. And I didn't fall through here and my kids have done a better job. They're like, I have a long list of things I feel like I could have done a better job at. Mm-hmm. And yet, my kids have seen me and their mother like work, fight for our marriage, mm-hmm. go to the bottom of the bottom, mm-hmm. come back from have much, have nothing, yep. less than nothing, yep. and then come back from that and build what we've built and we're just getting started so our kids have seen that yeah they've seen us you know like why do you why is there so many why are there so many you look at pastor's kids right it's it's pastor's kids it's like even like executives you look at celebrities what usually happens and pastor's kids most of them hate the church and are not even walking with god and then the rest of them are just pastors Okay. Tell me how you could be a pastor's kid and hey, God, what I'm doing about it. I can tell you how. Because you saw a man who looked like your father on Sunday morning preach a message and then the rest of the week live a different life. Yeah. And of course, you're like, this is all BS. Right. And so, while our kids, like, we have a kingdom movement and our kids see who we really are. And to the and I'm not saying that we're like perfect, perfect, but we live out on this lifestyle. Yes. We live this out for our kids to see. Our kids know this is not hype, BS, nonsense. I'm not saying one thing and doing another. They have seen us live and walk out what we teach, what we preach, 
what we train, what we sell is who we are. And they see it every single day, not for one day, not for one month, but now for a decade. That is like, so if you're, many people out there like me, they're like, oh man, I could have put my phone away. I could have been a, a coach of the basketball team. I could have done, sure. But the fact is, bro, like if you are, if you, and, and you know, have left an amazing example of just the things that you have done, right? For your family, as a, for your career to provide. And like, that's what kids watch. Like when my daughter comes up to me, like, I don't, when my daughter and my kids will come up to me unprovoked yeah. or I don't, they're just like, dad, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter, like, is like, you're just like, sure. I mean, like, she's like, you're like, they're like, dad, you're like amazing. Like they're like, so, dude, what is that worth? Yeah. Right. And so, sure, I could have during some of that time that, that I was yeah. becoming that person, I could have done a few more bedtime stories, and I should have done that too. But my point is, like, man, at the end of the day, having living a life that your kids got to see the the work, the commitment, the follow through, they've seen us and how we do life together, and we don't we never we don't sit down with our kids and kids let's talk about marriage and here's how here's what it looks like <laughs> no. to be a good one. No. Not that you shouldn't have those talks. Yeah. They see how I respect her and she respects me. And sure, we yell because we're Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little passionate. We just yell. But so our kids just see how we respect each other and do this yeah. together. So t- on- But they also see the affectionate side that, you know, 100%. always, you know, dad always hugging or, you know, and like the affectionate side is actually another very important part too, right? I mean, 100%. healthy affection between a healthy marriage for your kids to see. I mean, my kids grew up saying, I can't wait one day to get married and have a family, right? Like my 19-year-old, like that is his one mission, right? Is to find a wife. I think that's all my kids' mission, but like, especially my my 19-year-old, right? Like they, they, um, we did not have a perfect marriage, right? And they saw that, but they saw that because we had to fight through things, through yeah. our businesses, through ups and downs of financial, through times that, you know, we didn't like each other, but mm-hmm. we fought through things, yeah. right? And so I hope that one day that transfers to them and to the marriages that they hope to have one day, you know? But really quick, I just wanted to go back on something about, about raising the kids that I should have done this maybe a little bit on the younger side, but when they started becoming more teenagers, you know, there was us as parents, we mess up all the time. We say the wrong thing. We do the wrong thing all the time. I don't care. There's not a perfect parent, right? No matter how, how good you try, um, is sitting down with my child and asking forgiveness. Oh my gosh. Yes. Asking for forgiveness is huge because and and it doesn't even mean that I have to say what I did I was wrong or right, but maybe because of the action or the tone, and we say things that we do not mean deep down, but because we were in that heated moment, mm-hmm. right? Things are said and done. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that I know like all kids, no matter what, who, who's your parents, you'll have, you know, some, you know, mom or dad issues, right? Some worse than, than mm-hmm. others. Some will forget about it. Some will regret it. Right. But I always wanted to know that I sat down with my kids and say, Hey, you know, 
yesterday, today, last week, a year ago. Like sometimes I'll bring up things that come to mind and that happened five, six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I am remembering this time that I did not respond correctly. And please forgive me for that because I was maybe a little cray-cray at that time, right? I didn't like the situation that was happening and maybe the situation was not good, but I did not respond yeah. correctly, you know? Well, and love- that, that forgiveness part is huge. I think it's really, really hard. And that's freeing for us, for parents, but even more for our children. A hundred percent. So three things stand out to me really loudly about who you guys have chosen to be as parents, which is vulnerability. You're talking about just you guys lived it in front of them. You weren't trying to put on facade for your children at home. And you weren't like, you're just, you, I know I can attest as having known you guys for years, you know, I've seen nothing but you being you showing up and just being unapologetically this is who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And so you led vulnerably in front of your kids. You lived your life before them. And then what you just brought up, Suzette, which I think is so powerful, which is that being willing to be like, I'm human and I'm so sorry I screwed yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Please forgive me. Yeah. And and that shows them that you care. Like that's an action that is so powerful in the lives of our kids. And then the third thing is that you guys intentionally made them feel and know that they were loved and that they were safe and they had a place to belong. And so you're what, what I'm understanding is that despite maybe some things that maybe, yeah, you shoulda, woulda, coulda, whatever, you know, those things that you intentionally chose to do, those didn't go away. Right. Mm-hmm. And those things, you know, because you said, like you said before, there's billionaires and they hate their, their kids hate them. Mm-hmm. And that could have been your story, but you had things there that were present yeah. that you were doing that captured their heart, that kept yeah. them. And then here you are on the other side. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good point, babe, that you brought up. Like I, we do do that. All, we do. I do that all, all the time with my, with probably usually my boys more but like if something if something happens and you know like I, what one of my areas of growth still is like i just it's 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 a it's a control thing right so like when i feel out of control i start yelling now yelling is better than punching things right? like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but like i just started yelling because mm-hmm. and, and like part of it is that like passion part of it's portuguese but part of it is Really, more what's is what it really is. I just want to be back in control, mm-hmm. and how I know to get back control is raise my voice and use my authority and power. Like, okay, and again, not that's not a that is not like it's not even real control, yeah. right? Because the fact is, it's it's an appearance of control, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I'm I'm 48 and I'm really kind of learning this stuff now. My kids are kind of grown. So there's times where like that's I didn't know I didn't know what else to do, so I just hit the old playbook, just get loud, and then I get loud, the kids get scared, kind of freaks. Right now I'm back in control again, but it's a fake control because nothing really has changed. I just they're just now <laughs> yep. frozen, so I can feel better about this illusion of control. All right, but the point I'm making with this is then like, then you know like the next day apologizing or like sometimes, you know, like talking when you're a talker, like when you're like, I can talk and talk and speeches, put words together. We can use our words. You can use words to make an amazing offer from stage and and enroll a bunch of people. And then you can use those same words to like destroy your kids. And And so sometimes, you know, like you feel like you're a little bit, bit, sometimes you're a little bit too hard to motivate too much externally. 
Then what happens? Then like, you know, maybe the next day you're like, oh man. Or she'll be like, man, I think you were a little bit too hard. I'm like, you think so? Are you sure? She's like, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, Drake, listen. Like yesterday, listen, I want you to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I could have done that a little better way, Dre. So like, I'll definitely like, hey, I don't, but yet son, like here's, here's really what is, here's really what I'm trying to, here's what I'm trying to, you know, have you see or help you with. And that's powerful. Right. So that's just awesome. being willing to cut, I think like, or else like our kids are going to all end up in therapy and inner healing. Like, because, <laughs> like, no, because how, if we don't apologize yeah. Yeah. and ask for forgiveness, like that wound is not going to heal Go itself. Go away. No, we're just right. going to allow, if by not doing that, you're going to allow it to I don't even bottle it up. I did not even remember to say that because it's kind of more of a stuff like a lifestyle we have with our kids. We're not where if we kind of go a little bit overboard too far, like we'll come back and be like, hey, I'm, my bad. But I think that's huge. It's huge. Because huge. our kids trust us. Mm-hmm. They want to be around us. They all want to, they all want to be involved in the family business. Yeah. And we, I, I, I'm not making them be in the, I was like, Hey, you, I was like, I don't care what you do. You, you want to work with us or not. It's, I just want you to be passionate. Whatever you're doing, I want you to be passionate about mm-hmm. it be into it. I want you to be the best at it. If you, if you're, if, uh, Hey, you want, if you want to be an artist, a painter, I don't care. A musician. I mean, my son Drake is a great musician. I said, Drake, if you want to do music, I don't care. Like, I was like, you guys don't need to chase money. I don't, you don't need to go make a lot of money. We make good money. I would, I would rather, I would rather support my, this might be a controversial take. I would rather support one of my kids financially for the rest of their life if I had to, as long as they were doing something that was like crazy valuable, there's on a genius and they're, Super stoked, super happy, adding massive value. But let's say for whatever reason, it just yeah. maybe wasn't in an area that had a lot of. First of all, I think my I'm pretty sharp. I'd find a way to have them make money with it. <laughs> totally. But my point is that I would rather subsidize my my one of my kids' lifestyle a little bit if I had to, and have them be passionate and zone a genius, than take a better paying job doing something that they hate. Why? We have discretionary income. Yes. So why would I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, like, yeah. again, I, I think I could help any of my kids figure out how to make money doing anything. Do anything, But yes. my point is like, I, no. I don't know what I'm saying right now. But no, I no, I think it's a great point. I think it's an out of the box take. And I think that yeah. it's very awesome. My husband is over there totally agreeing with you right there. <laughs> he's no, like, I absolutely. Think he just gave us a five minute countdown. <laughs> he's he's definitely doing that too. Um, oh, it's, but it's I think, yeah, so we, we do have to wrap it up. But um, I just want to give you just a second to, if you have any last minute thoughts for that entrepreneur that maybe is in the thick of it, maybe they just did a webinar and their life has gotten flipped, turned upside down. Yeah. Like, what would you say to them to encourage them in the journey to keep the first thing the first thing? Well, first I, I have thing. I have something. I think um, when we've started to figure out that we were so busy and 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 weeks looked like it was days, and you know, you know that time thing. It's like, oh my goodness, three months just went by, and what just happened, right? To really be intentional with time, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes our every yeah. day it becomes very very busy, and there's not that daily. There's an entrepreneur really doesn't have a routine. There, what's a routine as an entrepreneur? Right. There's really not, right? Dinner looks like everybody kind of having dinner on, on different times. There's, you know, it's just kind of craziness. 
but to really, I'm, I, as, as the mom, as the mama, and my number one love language is quality time. So I always made sure, even though our life was crazy during, you know, the entrepreneurship growth was like, wait a minute, this week, we're going to put everything down. We're going to go on vacation. We're going to go on a staycation, no matter what it was. We're going to go take three days and be in the backyard and barbecue with the family. So like, give yourself permission. It's okay. It's being an entrepreneur is it's, it's a crazy lifestyle, right? And don't feel bad that a week goes by or a month goes by and like, oh my goodness, did I even have a meal with my child, right? But also just be intentional that you have those times that you block off to do that with your family. Now, I think yeah. to, to wrap this up, is just, I think we definitely for sure, the, the lie that we entrepreneurs can believe, especially when we're like really trying to figure this out, is the lie is like, everything's important, has to be right now. I'm going to be on my phone all the time. And it's just not true. So I would say like, if you want to hustle, if you want to grind, do your thing, be you. But just have some non-negotiables. Like, so now like Sundays or like, I don't work on Sundays. Like it's shut down Sundays off, right? I wouldn't have a non-negotiable like, hey, we're going to have every Wednesday night, we're doing this. Like just have a few. Don't go crazy. Don't try and do like we all do. Like we're all extreme. (laughs) So it's like, yeah. Oh my God, we're going to have dinner every night. I'm like, well, you haven't had dinner one night in the last month, but you're, you're just, all of a sudden you're going to have dinner. Every, like, so like, but we're, we're all crazy. So we do things, but just, just pick a few non-negotiables to start with, yeah. hit those non-negotiables and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's, I think that's just, I think that would be my best advice to people who um, are still kind of. Trying to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. And you're always trying to kind of figure this out because you go to a higher level and now there's more new things to figure out. Yeah. But, um, so if you're not going to do it now, I would say just get some non negotiables and and really talk to the kids, enroll the kids in the business, enroll them in the vision, enroll them so they know you're not just, you're not just, oh, gone because you hate them. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, here's the vision. Here's what we're doing. We bring our kids. Having Everyone. our kids come to our events, mm-hmm. like then they see, Attention. it's not like, oh, dad works hard. Mm-hmm. They see the people. Mm-hmm. They see the experiences, the atmosphere, like what we're creating. They're seeing like the lines of people who like, you change our lives. So like when you're, when your kids can see the fruit, the impact you're making, then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Again, at the end, at the same time, we can't neglect our kids because they're going to end up resenting. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, how come these people are more important than me? Yeah. It's not permission to neglect. It's just enroll them in the vision, enroll them in the business, let them see, bring them around. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there are still some non-negotiables. I think we have now yes. that I think we could have, I could have easily done those earlier. Yeah, we but yes, again, could have done that earlier just, when they were younger. but at the same time, like I didn't we know. We were young. I was young and I was still <laughs> chasing, you know, chasing the attaboy from my dad. And so, yeah. you know, but, uh, well, and I, I applaud you for doing the deep work on yeah. that. And now it's also impacting how you're, you're parenting because you did the deep oh, work to figure sure. that out. It's yeah. awesome. Well, guys, I know we've got to wrap it up. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you so we appreciate you. I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the powerful parenting journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I promise. 
If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids. They deserve it, and you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.